You are listening to Lovesick, the podcast, where we dive into health, wellness, and relationships and their impact on the world. Come be a part of the discussion and join our community by following us on YouTube, Instagram, and listening wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Enjoy the show. Hello there, and welcome back to Official Lovesick Podcast. I'm your host, Dorothea McGuire, and to the left side of me, Jada Ford, <laughs> and my right side, Michael Fishman. <laughs> welcome, welcome. And we have a phenomenal guest today um, talking to us in regards to being a caregiver for um, Alzheimer's. We have Miss Charnel Brown. As we know, <laughs> an American actress, producer, writer, fashion designer, and singer. She's best known for her role, Kimberly Reese, on the NBC acclaimed show, A Different World. And after that show ended, she was a guest star on other sitcoms, Living Single, Martin, Girlfriends. And lastly, she's also the owner of TriWin Productions. Welcome, Chanel! <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. We thank you so much. I love your set. Your set is great. Oh, wow. Thank you. We we love it, too. <laughs> I wish you were on the sofa. We just missed each other. We just missed each other, but that's fine. <laughs> But anyway, uh, Charnel, I know that the subject that we're talking about today will help so many people, and we know that you've had a, a journey with dealing with um, Alzheimer's disease with your mom and being a caretaker. So if you don't mind, if you want to start out of how this began and, and whatever way that you know you would like to start to let people know about this disease. Okay, first of all, thanks. Thanks for much, Dorothea. Um, actually, disease is, it's, it's, it's no joke. It's a, an incredible, um, intimidating uh, disease. Um, I started with my mom. I have to start from the beginning. Um, uh, after a different world and all that good stuff, um, she started con getting symptoms and stuff like that. And I realized at that time that my career had to take a backseat. Uh, my mom was the priority. And so a lot of people think I'm going to clear it up now, guys. It's not like I was booted out of Hollywood or all of these crap, you know, but I chose to take a step back because, you know, my mom was very important to me, you know, very important to me. I think this fell. Let's settle for a minute. Uh, and so um, I took a break and I had my mommy. And when I was talking to Dorothea, I, I have to stress about caretakers. Um, number one, you have to take care of yourself first. Um, what I realized that when I was taking care of my mom, it, my focus was on her, you know, and as, as you guys, as you know, as an actor, we're so ego driven. And so we have the blinders on. And so that was my thing with my mom. It was like the blinders. It was like, make sure she was comfortable, making sure that, you know, she knew who I was. You know, all of this stuff. And I used to get up at 5.30 in the morning, like clockwork, like over and over again, you know, and, you know, and she lasted for a little bit. But what I realized that when she did pass away, she passed away two years ago, um, that I looked in the mirror, you know, after she passed. And I, I don't know why I didn't look in the mirror all those other years, but I looked in the mirror and said, oh, my God, who is this woman? 
Um, I didn't know her. Um, I had gained weight. Uh, I was it was just awful. And I realized that my God, and I use this analogy all the time. It's like the the, the elephant, and you know, and you have a chained elephant to a pole. And you know, if that elephant stays long enough, and then you decide to take the chain away, the elephant stays because that's all the elephant knows. And so right now in the process of really getting back me, because I lost me all those years, I don't regret it. I, but I'm telling people, just take care of yourself first. But I, it was my love for my mommy that I had to do what I had to do. You know, and it was not a question about it, but I just stressed caretakers, take care of yourself first. They're not going anywhere. See, I'm thinking my mom, she's gonna go. She's gonna, she's gonna. Right. And so I panicked. You know, I panicked. And I was like, I gotta make sure that everything's right every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, to the point where I just I got lost. And you can't take care of people if you're lost. You That's really right. have to make sure that you're okay, even if it's a walk in the park. You know, just to get away from the environment for a minute. If you have a friend or someone, we'll just sit with them for an hour. That's a day true. just to get out of that environment. I didn't do that. I didn't have that. I don't want anyone to take care of my mom but me. Boy, you're not you're selfish. No, no, you're but not you selfish. think you're trying to be the best caregiver, the best right. child, the best loving person yeah. in someone's life. Yeah. And you forget sometimes you got to be loving you at the same time and that also that Ex other people exactly. can help, right? And so I can't stress that enough. So I know I wanted to ask you about symptoms. Because I know um, mm -hmm. a lot of people would like to know what type of symptoms that your mom was having. Um, actually, um, just not remembering. Um, I used to watch her, and you know, because you know, with uh, Alzheimer's, your motor motor skills uh, start mm -hmm. going, so you don't remember things. Mm -hmm. And so the, the first thing was just memorization, and then um, I realized I said, you know, she's going to lose her memory, so. I have to make her familiar to me, you know? So instead of my name, I used to tell her, listen, you probably won't remember me, but you remember this kind woman that loves you. And she would just laugh, oh, you know, yeah. she would just laugh. And yeah. the thing is, and each time I would see her, she would light up. So I knew she knew me, mm. but she did not know my name, but she knew I was really familiar with her. And so, you know, and I tell people too, once it began with Alzheimer's, if, Surround them, see them often because they won't know you. Yeah. They won't, you know. I mean, it's just that bright. I don't know what it is. I can't explain it, you know. But she just could not remember, and she got really frustrated, mm -hmm. you know, to the point where you know. And so I had to calm her down. It's okay. You're safe, right. you know. I, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha, you, mom. You know, because I call her Duchess. I got gotcha, you, Duchess. Don't yeah. worry. You know, I'm. I'm not gonna leave you. I'm here. You know, so every morning it was routine. People realize make a routine, don't change it mm. because it becomes habit like a child. Okay. It's a habit. I used to get up at 5 30 in the morning, got her up at six, got her up to wash her up. And so it was a routine. So she got used to the routine. She doesn't know why, but she got used to it because I drilled it. Mm. I drilled it. And so that, that made me less frustrated because I knew she expected these certain things to happen in the morning. And so that gave her a sense of being in charge. You know, the mommy's all, you know, in charge. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Give her that. But that's um, the memory was the first, you know. And after the memory, 
it was a, a, a process of shutting down where she didn't remember, you know, where to go to the bathroom or how to go oh. or, you know, and her, her food intake. She did not, and the swallowing, the motor skill, she didn't know how to swallow anymore. And so I had to feed her like um, uh, applesauce, you know, so it can at least go down and get nutrients. So it's a really daunting process. It's a daunting process. And, you know, the, the main thing is uh, with caretakers, it, it was transference of emotion. What about me? You know, <laughs> you know, I'm this, I'm this. And that's fine, but still. The main focus is your your mother, your father, or anything, and you have to keep that focus going. Once again, take those breaks. I didn't take the breaks. So take the breaks, come back, and do it again. And when I knew that she couldn't swallow, I God pretty much told me that um, she did not. She got. She didn't want to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew then that um, I didn't have her long. After um, she stopped eating oh. and, you know, and she went peacefully. Yeah. Yeah. So how did that affect you, Charnel, mentally? Because I know that had to take a toll on you with everything else in your life that you were doing at the time. You know, with that, you know, with family, and I, I think you guys can all relate. You just do. Yeah. yeah. I, I, there was no time to ponder you know, or to, you know, to, to, to process. Yeah. I didn't, you know, you don't have that luxury. And so you, that's why you have to be prepped, you know, but, but when she passed away, oddly enough, you know, and she kind of like gave, passed on her blessings to me. I felt it. I really felt it that she was like, okay, now you're free oh, and you right. can do what you, you know, what, what your purpose is. Right. Yeah. You know, because she used to always say, I'm, you know, I'm disrupting you. I'm like, you're not disrupting me. I was like, you know, you're the best things that ever happened to me. Right. And so all that other stuff didn't matter to me. It didn't. And it gave me a different perspective on the business as well. You know, that it's not that deep. You know, it's, it's, it's the art. And we get so you know messed up in, you know, all the personal stuff and all these clips and stuff like that. But we forgot about the art of it. And so I knew that once my mom did go to heaven, I can go back. And get back to my art. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's this interesting part of the grieving process is so different for everybody. I always tell people it comes in waves. Yes. Um, I have my mm -hmm. own kind of view on it because I think it's a gift um, in, in a very strange way. I think it's a gift of the, how much love you shared. But I also think that there's mm -hmm. this interesting thing that swarms you afterwards as you start thinking about all the things that you need to do or that you let go or that you did these things. And then yeah. you, know, you have this beautiful yeah. mindset about this, which is you knew you were spending your time in the right place. And now mm -hmm. you're ready to go back and to commit to the parts of your life that you want. Exactly. Exactly. But it was hard doing it. Like I said, I'm that elephant. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. it's been two years now and I'm just getting, you know, my group back. Right. I'm just getting it back. And yeah. that's two years. Yeah. I yeah. guess there's no timeline on things like that when it happens because everybody's different. So some people take yeah. longer than that. Everybody's you know? different. Yeah. Now, yeah. did you have a lot of resources yeah. and stuff that you accessed to to learn more about? I did. You know, I did. Yeah. I, I, I you know, I was like a bully. <laughs> because <laughs> right now and within the system, you know what I mean? They're, they're just not capable. They, they have people. I think after the pandemic. 
you know, the people that were really good at what they did decided to stay home. Yeah, yeah. that's true. And yeah. so now we have a, a, you know, an influx of people that really don't know what they're doing. I'm going to be very honest. Right. And yeah. so I was, I was, man, I was on the phone with resources. I mean, I went through like 16 caretakers. How many? Did you say 16, 16. or 16? Oh yeah. my gosh. 16. Wow. Mm-hmm. Because if I, if I felt, if my mom was not comfortable, and I know her signs. Right. They were gone the next day. Yeah. I don't blame and that's the, And that's the stuff we've talked about before, too, just mm-hmm. being like your own advocate, first of all. And then you are looking out for the best interest mm-hmm. of your mother. And we even say that just for about ourselves when we know mm-hmm. that if there's something right. that we need to get checked out and looked at, it's like we know what we mm-hmm. need, you know, and we need the right, right. professionals to, to help. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes, like... I know Michael said this, I'm calling out, but he's like, some of these, you know, white coats, they have C's. Yeah, <laughs> C's. That's my thing is somebody graduated medical school with C's, right? Like, no, it's not personal. Like, like I know you yeah. didn't all ace everything, right? Like, <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm curious, what are the things you wish you knew? Like, oh. like for somebody who's starting this process, like, if you could give them kind of the cheat sheet, the the, mm-hmm. the ramp them up and give them the gift of your knowledge of your experience, right? What are some of those things that you wish people knew or that you wish somebody had been able to tell you or share with you? You know, I, I was, I, don't know, I, I think because of my foundation, um, I just, you know, in, you know, our culture, you know, we, we, you know, we take care of our family. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's, you know, it's a given. That we just, I mean, I look at it this way. I mean, you put up with me forever. <laughs> you know, I'm going to put up with you forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> and so I think if that's, I think it's a sacrifice. I mean, and I think it starts from home because my mom and dad it were great nurturers, incredible people. And so, you know, with that, you, you just do. You know, you just, you just do. Now, in other instances, I have to say, if your parents are not that great, you know, and you've gone through some stuff, but you, but you still have to, you still have to bite that yep. bullet right. because it's going to bite off. Honor your mother and father. Right. Regardless, take care of them and you'll have a long life. So anyway, you look at it, you know, they birthed you, Yeah. you know, and, you know, usually the saying is chickens always come home to roost. And it's always the one, the person that the, the parents abuse or the mother or father. And that's the one that has to take care of them. Yeah. So I really believe that God is giving is like a full circle, mm-hmm. you know, and that all, the forgivenesses are there, right. you know, your understanding and all that good stuff, you know, and with my mom, you know, I, I enjoyed her because growing up, you know, she was my mom. And so it was like, okay, you're my mom. So I can't, you know, it's, it's a, but this time, you know, I'd have to tell caretakers, it's reversed. Where I become the parent and she's the child. Right. And so that adjustment, because you can't come at her or your parent like a child. Right. Because they'll get confused. Because I remember one time my mom said out of nowhere, you're my mommy now. Oh. And I said, I am. I said, I am your mommy. And when I said it, I said, now I'm going to talk to you like you tortured me. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, back in the most beautiful way. I'm the mother now. I'm the mommy now. Now what's you going to do? And one time she told me, she goes, she goes, you're the mommy. I love you. I said, I don't want to hear it. I don't hear. I say you're trying to manipulate me. I don't want to hear it. You're grounded. Yeah. 
just to have fun. And I allowed her to be the, the kid that, um, because we go back to childhood, you know? And so I allowed that. So I, with me, I just, I tell you what, I don't, I can't say what I could have done. I think the only thing was just taking care of myself. Right. You know, just making sure that my foundation was strong. So whatever came, it, you know, I, it, I could deal with quickly. And I did that. And I think too, is I have to say prayer. I, I would, I mean, God was sick of me and I'm sure he still is, <laughs> but I would get up and, you know, and pray and, right. you know, and say that you know, let her be comfortable because I knew it was inevitable. And I said, if the healing process is there, thank you, Lord. Yeah. If you were to heal her, thank you. If not, thank you. Right. I know where she's going. She was 85 years old. She had a wonderful life. Mm-hmm. And that's how I processed it mm-hmm. and not going off the deep end. Yeah. It was, it's really God, yeah. to be honest. You know, I thought, you know, and if, yeah, it's just, and if you don't believe in God, some higher being just to yeah. help you, right? To help you, you know, to just to let, let you know that you're not alone. Yeah. yeah. And you know what I was thinking because we talked about the end life part. Can you tell us about what type of mom she was and what you guys used to do prior to <gasps> all this happening? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> my mom was a My mom, um, my mom was a minister. Oh. Uh, I have 13 aunts and uncles and 11 of them are ministers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, I, so I'm, a, I'm a PK. <laughs> Hard to believe. I'm a PK kid. Okay. You know, and, and, and my mom, you know, actually, you know, being in, in with that role, you know, it, it was very intimidating for people. So no one really wanted to come over because they were like, my God, they're going to be judged. You know, I mean, that whole thing. But my mom was so much fun. You know, she had a sense of humor. You know, we laughed. I mean, she used to, you know, look at me and go, my God, you know, what did God create? Because I was a handful with my sister. My sister was very conservative. I was a wild child. Right. And so they had their hands full. Yeah. <laughs> and not bad stuff. I was just curious. And so my mom and my dad nurtured it. And I have to tell the story. So you'll, from whence, why I've been with my mom, my dad is so great. Okay. And like I said, in second grade, I mean, I, oh, I knew that I wanted to be um, in the industry. And so I found out because um, we used to go to the pond um, every Friday. I don't know why, to see ducks. I'm second grade. And I was watching Lassie. I don't know if you remember Lassie. It's an oh, old show with a dog, a collie <laughs> dog. And I'm showing my age. And I used to watch Lassie. And, you know, at the end, usually Lassie comes back. Ah, this time Lassie didn't come back because they had a two-parter. I didn't know anything about a part <laughs> I'm, I'm crying. I'm like, I'm like, Lassie's dead. She's dead. And I'm crying. And I realized, Michael, you can understand this. I realized, oh, I can, I can make myself cry. If I think about something oh, bad, wow. I said, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I didn't know that was Stan Salzman's effect. I didn't know what right. that was. I just knew that I can make people, I can manipulate people by my reacting, my my actions. I was like, oh, shoot. And so what I did, I'm looking back on Friday on the pond, the, the pond, and I'm thinking about Lassie, and I'm starting crying and crying and crying. And Miss White, my teacher's like, what's the matter? I didn't think it through. You know, Michael, we don't know. Right. You have to think it through. You have to through line. What is your objective? <laughs> I said, my brother. He said, what happened to you, brother? He died in the pond. Mind you, I have no brother. <laughs> no sister. You had the gift already. I had the gift already. Yes, you had and the so, of course, gift I had, already. You know, I got the spanking of my life. 
But when my mom was it, my mom and dad did, they recognized something in me. Mm-hmm. And they put me in classes. Oh. So I've been in acting classes since I was in second grade. Mm-hmm. And they, they were like, listen, I she's gonna be a pathological liar or she's gonna be an actor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you did you did quite well. <laughs> you picked the right choice. <laughs> They're like we're gonna we're gonna angle this in the right we're gonna put this in a in a holy direction if we're gonna. <laughs> yes. They were like we're we're very afraid of this one. And she came out real weird, and so actually, so they nurtured me and they put me everywhere. My mom and dad. I had an itinerary going up. You know, I you know I I went to sewing classes. Baba, pop. I was everywhere because and I sat down. I was like, I'm tired, mom and dad. They were like, we want to get you prepared to see what you like and what you dislike yeah. because you're going to be doing whatever you're doing for the rest of your life. Right. Yep. So you really have to enjoy what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. So they put me everywhere to see where I was most happy and it was in entertainment. And that's why my parents are so special to me because right. they listened to me. Yeah. That. And that's great because they listened. Yeah. And, because sometimes yeah. you have parents that don't do that, you know, or they, force the kids to do what they want them to do and not what you actually really want to do. So exactly. Kudos to them because they did a fabulous job with you because you're fabulous. And then we were, you were gracing our television shows with such amazing shows and (laughs) iconic television. And so, you know, I just, yeah. I mean, I loved you on a different (laughs) world. I loved you on that show. And, uh, you know, it's just yeah. to look at you now and, and to see how everything that you've gone through, but you like you rising back to the top and it's great, you know? Yeah. And and look, it's while great. We, while and the journey have... is wonderful. I love the journey. And Michael, you can agree with me. Oh. The hunt is the best as an actor. The yeah. hunt. Yeah. The hunt for a if job. you're hungry and you job, want it. Yeah. We're like, oh God. It's like now we got to deal with politics. But it's just wonderful to, to go after it. I love that. Yeah. You know, as an actor to go in, you know, and go in and, you know, and, and conquer, you know, and, and once, after a different world, once I got it, I was like, this is it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was it turned into politics. Yeah, the politics show up. Yeah, 90% business and 10% show. We only had 10% of the time to have fun. Yeah. The other 90% is politicking. It's all politics. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always joke because <laughs> I, I always say I'm the one performer who hates applause. Because it means that we're oh. we're done, right? Oh. Like I don't want to be done. I want to keep working. I want <laughs> yeah. like I like the show part of. Are you gonna keep going? I'm like yeah. I, I don't want to be no done. Part. I want to keep like. <laughs> what are we doing next? What's the next thing? I love it. And you know something too, Michael. What I loved about your characters, you, it's very seldom that you have a young child star as the sounding board. Like yes. you, like I was a sounding board for a different world yeah. because without and Jasmine needed a sounding board. That's you know, right. you need that straight man. And I, for somebody, I, it's amazing how they did that for you. And he was because such a young kids, age. You yeah, know, and I you love know what it. I mean? Uh, well, you know. Without, without you being there, mm-hmm. they could not sound off. Right. And they could right. not, their jokes could not land right. without you being there at that board. Yep. And right. as a kid, that's rare. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Because kids steal the show. I love it. Because normally you normally yeah. the kid is the the butt of some crazy joke or right. you're some yes. you're some clown, yes. right? And to be the straight yes. person, to to know that you're gonna be the butt of jokes or that you're gonna be the sounding board, that you have to be the support structure. Mm-hmm. 
it you know you have exactly. to you have to understand you got to play with a different level of intelligence. I think people don't understand what that's like. You and I get that because our characters yeah. kind of shared that. We get it. It's beautiful. Yep. Yeah, I love it. So it's amazing. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, what's the dream? What's next for you? Because you're transitioning back, right? What is yeah. the dream? I am. Do you know? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I mean, this sounds like a weird react. I talked to Dorothy about it. I don't know. I, you know, I'm going where God has me to go this mm -hmm. time around. You know, I mean, the thing is that I, we all have a purpose in life. Yeah. He gives us his purpose and then he gives us a gift of talent to have fun with it. Yep. So true. I don't know where I'm going. I know I'm going. Yeah. But I don't know where yet. And I'm excited and nervous part. at the same time because my yeah. drive is different now. Yeah. And like back in the day, I'm not, I'm not driving to become an actor. I'm not driving for you to accept me. I'm here already. Yeah. Right. That's my right. acceptance is done. And so now it's time for me to go in and see what, what God wants me to do so I can pass on a message. Right. Because that's what we're here for. We have a purpose. Can you tell everybody about uh, Trywin Productions so people will know and then also oh, yeah. how to contact you with uh, Trywin? Yeah. yeah. Trywin Productions is myself and my business partner, Andre Petrie. And we decided try win. Try and you win. When you try, I love you it. always win. Yeah, I love it. You always win, but mm -hmm. you got to keep trying. You can't stop. You can't stop. And really quality of, of his show is bringing back family. Yeah. Uh, bringing back that dynamic uh, and bringing back, you know, and simple stuff like empathy, you know, bringing back people that care. It's it's like it's, everybody wants to, you know, to be the bad guy now. Right. Everybody wants to do evil. Everybody wants to be backbiting and not. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, you know something? We got to bring back. There's a host of people out there that want to see things that are wonderful. Because I want to be entertained. Life yes. is hard enough. I don't want to get on TV and then, you know, people are slicing each other up. And and that's good for it. But we need, we need a, 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 there's a pocket that's missing. And I really believe that we're going back to it. We're going back to, because even with Roseanne, even though it was zany, but there was a love. Mm -hmm. There was a love in that yeah. house. Yeah. Regardless of how it was delivered. Right. But so I left watching each one of those episodes. I felt that this family mm -hmm. loved each other regardless. They met each other where they were. And that's what we need to get back. And I think that's why they're trying to bring back all these shows. Because Frazier's back. Yep. All these shows are coming back. That, that are that are human mm -hmm. and makes you think and have that empathy for people and caring for people. We lost that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Yeah. And that's not that's not our purpose on earth. Yeah. That's not our purpose on earth not to care. No, I agree. I think that's one of those so things. So that's what I, I you know, yeah. Yeah, I, I for me it's the kind of projects I'm trying to build too, because it's about community and inclusion. Mm -hmm. I want to see things that are like the world we live in. And I think right. it's really interesting. We did this thing yes. for a while where Everybody was excited about the anti-hero. But if you know the anti-hero, right. that's a jerk in your life. That's not a good person. Nobody wants to be that right. person. And nobody wants to be friends with that person right. or have that person in their family. You can't build yep. a life that right. way, right? Yep. Those, all of mm -hmm. those quote-unquote mm -hmm. anti-heroes are miserable people. Yep. And I think for a while, we started falling into this thing yes. of like being angry at the world. But the truth is, right. life yeah. is about loving each other. And 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 lovesick. I mean, the the genesis of this coming from Jada and and Dorothea is like understanding that you're gonna yeah. face challenges. Right. You're gonna face 
disease, yes. illness, uh, mismatches in, in what's going on, you're going to have things you have to conquer and tackle and face. Yeah. And in all of that, right. finding the love in it, finding that's the true. connection with the people, because right. that's what family really is about is no, nobody's family runs smoothly. Right. Right? Yeah. We're all going to be faced exactly. with something. Exactly. And so the, how do you find yes. the love in it? And how do you celebrate each other? And, yeah. and how do you give each other the resources right. and the support structure? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. I mean, that's right. one of the reasons why me, that's I true. come from the reality TV side of everything. And, you know, my biggest thing was I stopped working on projects that weren't promoting good things and positive things because I felt like after a while we could see all the fighting and all the, you know, angry towards each other and, you know, breaking up fights and all that stuff. But it, it started to become something that was just like, everybody's not about this. And yes, it's entertaining, but then think of how much of yourself you have given up for, for, you know, to be angry all the time. And that's why these like positive messages are always helpful in our world. That's true. There we go. That is so Got you true. back. Okay. And, um, show I lost out, you for a minute. I, I had another thing that I would love for you to talk about too, before we go off the air is about black man mm -hmm. the um the play oh, because the we were man. not able to oh, see man. it yeah if you could tell everybody about the mission for that play which i think is absolutely wonderful and you just left inglewood mm -hmm. um at the theater yes. so i'm the sorry that we theater. yeah so sorry we couldn't yeah. be able you know couldn't be able yeah. to attend but why don't we talk about that a little bit cuz that's really serious yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, like I said, my business partner, Andre Petrie, he um, woke up one morning and, and created this incredible piece uh, dealing with um, mental health and PTSD with our Black men. Mm -hmm. um, like, I, for instance, there's no platforms really for a, a lot, for men, period. You know, as women, we have everything. Mm -hmm. We have resources. We got the Me Too. We have everything. You know, and the men right now, they don't have too much of anything. And mm -hmm. so... Uh, this is uh, the play is about seven different characters and I find a therapist and these men come and, you know, we understand why black men do what they do because it stems from systemic racism, first of all. And after that, it stems from family because I always ask the women in the audience, you know, we complain about these black men, but where do they come from? Yeah. And they think I'm like, they come from us. Yeah. So we have to take, accountability as well about it. So it's a discovery of men needing help and, and it's okay to go to a therapist. You know, it's okay to get help. It's okay. You know, but I know a lot of, you know, men fear, and we had these discussions, you know, with a, a couple of men that they fear that if they allowed their, 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 um, their guard to come down, you know, they're vulnerable. And then they feel that that person is going to go and tell someone else, like, you know, because we have these women today that are, you know, I call them uh, real, they, they're quick. They want everything now, everything now, everything now, you know, and that entitlement of, you know, and I have to say it with, with black women. I don't know where we get that entitlement from that this black man owes you or, you know, you have to, you know, if we go to on a date, you have to pay me <laughs> to go on a date. That's prostitution. <laughs> that, that is that's not going i mean that is it's escort type stuff right mm -hmm. you know that you have to you have to give me this 
you know, and and if you're with me, you have to take care of me totally. I think that we've gotten misconstrued about what partnership is with a with a man and a woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's really it's it's just off. It's off. The scales are off. Where that entitlement is crazy. So now we're going at each other's throats for no reason. None. Yeah. And so we have to get, have dialogue and realize that we all need each other and lift each other up because you don't know where they came from. That's that true. has been my lesson right. with this with this play. That don't, don't ever judge a book by its cover. You don't know from whence they came. You don't know the environment they were in in order for them to be who they are. That's true. And so the bottom line is what I got out of it is love. Yeah. Check up on each other. You know, do that wellness check. Right. Hey, are you okay? How you doing? You know, mm-hmm. we need that in you know in in all aspects of our lives. And with our black women and black men, we got to get back on track. And this project that um, Andre really had on his heart to do it because once again, they're not hurt by black women. Right. They're not hurt, you know, and it's misconstrued. So hopefully. You know, our whole objective with the, with the play is to at least touch one person. And that's all you need. Or to make hear. you think. Yeah. And that's I'm, all you need. That's all you need. And here's what I want to say as well. I'm, I'm so glad that you and Andre had a chance to collaborate to help educate about what, you know, guys are going through. What is yes. it? Would you what would you like to tell people before um, we close everything out and then let people know how they can contact you? Okay. You know, uh, bottom line, I mean, first of all, thank you very much for having me. Uh, this was really wonderful. Thank you. Um, the bottom line thank is, you. and I yes. love what Michael, you guys all said, love. Let's get back to love. Right. Let's get back to respecting one another. Let's get back to respecting people where they are and not trying to change them. They're who they are mm-hmm. because of their raising, their uprising. You know what I mean? So yes. just love people, you know, love, don't judge. We have a lot of judging out there on this internet. Yeah. Everybody's judging everybody. Everybody's becoming, you know, you know, these, these incredible um, specialists about, about relationships and all this stuff. Guys, the internet, take it for what it's worth. <laughs> it's not all true. You're right. It's not all true. Right. It's not. Actually, 95% is not true. <laughs> Yeah, right. I agree. It's hard. I, I mean, I think the the play is brilliant for the standpoint, especially yes. is men don't express themselves. But I don't. have been blessed to be surrounded by amazing black men who have amazing That's wonderful, and, including my business partner. And one of the things that has been impressed upon me is the expectation for them, I think, is so much higher and harder than a lot of other groups in our society. I agree. There is no allowment for them to be soft. And yet at the same time, mm-hmm. they're expected to somehow be nurturing and kind and yet show no weakness. Yeah. They're not allowed right. to um, they're not allowed to be too strong because other people get afraid. Right. Mm-hmm. They're not allowed to voice mm-hmm. their opinion all the time because their opinion mm-hmm. is somewhat wanted, but at the same time muted. And it makes yes. other people uncomfortable yes. because it is not what has yes. been the dominant culture. And it, it pervades yeah. a lot of the stuff that we write for that reason. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a really exactly. important point. And I think if there's a group in society that is being underrepresented at the current time and underheard, mm-hmm. I definitely think yes. it's, it's the group that would be black men because right. I feel like they are not exactly. being 
allowed to express either their vulnerability or their frustration exactly. without it being exactly. deemed either anger or being anti someone else. It's like, no, their voices mm -hmm. need to be heard. And it's a really, yes. it's a big topic for us. And I think it comes back to what you said is it's about love. Mm -hmm. Do we love mm -hmm. them enough to hear their pain? Ooh. And can we make there you space? Go. Oh, wow. Oh, that's good. Pain. That's good. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. And that it's true so for good. so many, but I think that group in particular, we've asked them to be, it's so interesting. We ask young black males, um, you know, as the father of one who lost one, um, oh. he was asked to be tough and to be street and to be streetwise, and yet still somehow be in, intelligent and communicate in a way that other people found palatable. He was mm -hmm. accepted in some groups and universally disregarded in others. He was, uh, you know this. At, at times, he was a statistic for people, right? Before they mm -hmm. ever even met him or heard him. And yep. so, like, it yep. is a mission for yeah. me. And so I share that mission. Yeah. And for Andre, like, yeah. If there's ways I can help, because, you know, I think of Larry so often, and I think of the way people dismissed him. And I think mm. of the way that people didn't want to hear him. And I look at my business partner, Michael, and he's one of the smartest people I've ever met. He has some of the, yeah. the most incredible integrity. And yet, here's a guy who's super educated, former lawyer, mm -hmm. can talk about any mm -hmm. subject and is as bright as anyone. And yet, we go certain places and no one wants to hear yep. Yeah, or they make yep. their own prejudice. Right. Like he's a big, strong guy, so his presence makes other people uncomfortable yep. sometimes. And right, I, and it's right. Like, and at times, this is something that people who look like me don't want to hear. There's a privilege. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can say things and say things almost mm -hmm. without even thinking twice about it where my business partner mm. says half of that and he's immediately deemed as aggressive or yeah. angry or yep. something else. Yep. And and that's yep. a problem universally that you know the black community has faced for a long time. But black men right now, mm -hmm. it's almost oh, like we use bad. that to silence them, and that silence is causing mental health issues. Sure and is. We're not giving yes, them the support exactly. they need. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's why yeah. you guys carry on their and, shoulders. And yep. that's why you and Andre directed and produced this play because of that, right? Yes. What Michael just said because of that right there. Yeah. What he just said. That's right. Well said. That's right. Yep. How can people yeah. get in touch with you? Beautiful. <laughs> you know, I mean, because you can talk to you because, you know, we work together. She right. knows I'm computer illiterate. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's real patient with me. Right. <laughs> but also, it's, uh, it's actually, you know, uh, something, it sounds really weird, but the best thing to do is to Google me. Right, right. There you go. Because yeah. everything is there. It's everything sure is there for you. There it is. That's the best answer of all. <laughs> I need to start saying that. And, and there's lots of talent out there for them to find, right? Yeah. So look you up and support you actively because right, you got right. a voice and things to share. That's right. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. Right. Well, Charnel, we are so happy that you joined yes, us today on the Official Love Podcast. And we want you to have a very happy birthday celebration. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, and, we and Dr. Yeah, I have to say, I have to say thank you very much. I mean, when the first time we met, I just knew, you know, Aww. what a kindred spirit and a great heart. Aww, and, you know, you. And you know what I love about you, too? You're a darn good hustler. 
Uh, and that's what we need in the industry. Yes, she is. And yes, I she is. She's so amazing. Sure. You better believe it. Uh, that's a barracuda. <laughs> thank you, Charnel. We really appreciate you that. and appreciate yeah. your time. And we thank love you. For you. Sharing your story with us. Love yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. We'll, you, so you and I will talk soon. Love you. Okay, bye we'll bye. talk soon. Thank, thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Bye. bye. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs> uh, we thank everybody for being part of this ride. Yeah. And, and for sharing her journey and kind of the overall journey. And yeah. we want to keep that conversation going. So please. Feel free to share with us and look forward to sharing with you on the next Lovesick podcast. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Thanks for joining Bye. us. <laughs>